Hey folks, welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Podcast and the Mindset Matters Edition, where I'm joined by my wife and Olympic mental performance coach, Stephanie Hanlon-Francie. Together, Stephanie and I engage in a conversation about different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters. We believe that we're living in and through one of the most impactful global events in history. And let's face it, few have trained for or are equipped to deal with the life that is unfolding before them. The need to pivot in your business, your career, or perhaps deal with shifting family dynamics lies before many. We hope to inspire you to ask yourself questions or pause to consider how you view your world, your life. We'll invite you to check in on where you are on your journey, and are you still clear on your intended destination, or has it changed? Join us for this in our series of Mindset Matters. Listen in, enjoy. Stephanie Hanlon, welcome to this episode of Mindset Matters. Hey, hon. So, don't know exactly where I'm going to go for this conversation or with this conversation, but what came up for me recently, as we've shared, we're getting ready to launch in May our shift program, Setting Honest Intentions for Transformational Thinking. And if you want to know more, ishiftthinking.ca. But in that, what we do is a segment called The Champion's Journey. And in that champion's journey, we talk about creating a context for your life. We look at the seven areas of your life. And I should run through those quickly. Can I remember them off the top of my head? I don't know. I'm sure you can. <laughs> Let me help. Okay. Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, familial, financial, financial, vocational. vocational. And what's interesting is that it's not in that hierarchy order. It's whatever's up for you. Yeah, it's not in any particular order. <laughs> now, the reason we talk about who are you in the context of your life is, you know, many, many years ago in some work I did with a coach and Michael in what we called the men's executive back then was he gave us a exercise, which was, what if you were really clear? What if you defined yourself? What if you knew who you were going to be in the context of your life? Now, over the years, that has evolved. It has evolved for me as a man and as a husband and a father and all those things. And it's some. it's been become part of our coaching program, you know, your context for your life. Well, what does this even all mean? And, you know, today, what I wanted to talk about was that when we look at who we're being, and future state, as I started to research it, and as I started to dig deeper into this conversation, it's really about, you know, we talked, we often talk about growth mindset and fixed mindset. But what if you think you may be a fixed mindset, or you find yourself in a fixed mindset, or somebody's told you you're a fixed mindset? And how do you bust through that? Well, one of the ways that you can bust through it is to start to say, what if it wasn't what if I'm not just the way I am? What if it's not a genetic predisposition that I'm going to be and act this way and that, you know, whatever the universe has in mind for me, that's it, you know, and what if it is about growth? What and if what it, if it's about also creating or co-creating who you want to be, not just who you are, who you think you are, who your um, community or your family or the people around you or Uncle Joe at Christmas tells you who you are. Exactly. So we have to think about future state. So really, when we talk about future state, and we'll, we'll unpack this a little bit more, is what we're trying to do in this conversation, or at least I'm trying to do, is have our listeners consider 
pulling their future state into today. And let me give you a little bit of context for that. You know, there's a you know, fundamental understanding that the more connected you are to your future self, the more you realize that what you do here and now really does matter. So just define future self for a second. Like, I, I don't want to get too esoteric here. It's like when you think about future self or in this moment or your past self, if you have a past self, then it kind of bodes that you have a future self. Yeah. Okay. So let's break this down a little bit. So one of the things that we're always trying to evolve and be the best we can be, at least that's from my perspective. Oh, I wanna, yeah, not mine at all. Yeah, not yours at all. <laughs> not anybody who's listening <laughs> no, to this. No, no. God. Uh, hopefully that's why you're listening to this. How do we be our greatest self? So we keep opening up the conversations and that stretch us a little bit and give us food for thought. And, uh, you know, so let's let's take a classic parent as an example. We'll just use that as an example. You know, this was a story that was shared with me about somebody who walked home. They got, you know, several kids and they're walking in the door after a hard day at work and they walk in the office or they walk home from the office and they walk in the door and it's a shit show. You know, kids are screaming, they're fighting, you know, a significant other is melting down because the kids are losing their shit. And in that moment, what he wanted to do was just go to the bedroom and get the hell out of that. Shut the door. Shut the door. But he stopped and he said to himself, in 20 years from now, what would I be telling myself? So in other words, in 20 years from now, my kids are now 23, 24, 25. And if I look back on this, what would I be saying at this, about this very moment? What would my you know, 53-year or 63-year-old self be telling me right now? And the reality that came to him is that you've only got this moment and that, yes, it is annoying. And yes, you are tired, but you will never have this time again with your kids. And this time that you spend with your kids is part of their development as well. And your relationship with them and who you will be and who they will be, uh, you know, with you and your family. And so if you're that guy that always avoids these situations because you're tired, suck it up. What do you want to to look like in 20 years? What do you want them to be saying about you in 20 years from now? But that takes a moment of pause and a moment of consciousness and awareness that you can say in that moment, okay, I'm exhausted. I just, you know, slayed the dragons. I come home from work and I'm entering this environment where it's not nurturing. It's not quiet. It's not whatever, you know, you know, definition. But the consciousness of that future state is truly having the ability to pause and to say, okay, when I am 20 years older and do I have a relationship with my 23-year-old, my 24-year-old, and what does that look like? Or are they going to look at me and go, dad, you know, or mom, yeah, you never really had time for me. You were always tired and there was always an excuse. So what do we look back on? So the, the, the interesting paradox, I call it the paradox of being a champion, is having the ability and being in a conversation where you can create the possibility of future state, your future self. So that in those moments when you're not wanting to participate or not, like I had that at Worlds this year in France, is that I knew Enzo was sick. Um, he was having, you Enzo, know. Our, Enzo's our dog, by the way. our puppy. He's not, not, not a grandchild old. or a child. He is a dog. <laughs> he's, he's still a he's, dog. he's still like our child. <laughs> he's our child. And I was devastated and I had to still perform and still show up. And I knew my partners felt something was off. But I didn't want the skaters to feel that I wasn't fully present. So I had to go into 
in that regard, future state and how I wanted their experience to be with me at Worlds, even though I didn't know if our dog was going to be dead or alive when I got home. Okay. So when we, you know, part of the exercise that we do, when I say to clients, you know, let's create a context for living, a context for your life. We look at all seven areas of your life and we start to define who we want to be. Who do we want to be as a significant other? How do we, who do we want to be as a parent? Who do we want to be as a, as a, as a son, a brother? I mean, who do we want to be in our life, uh, in business, vocationally? Because it's intentional. We create ourselves now in our... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop. Slow down, cowboy. Don't step over that. We intentionally create ourselves? Sure. Of course. No, you say, of course. Okay. I don't think that's a normal conversation. Well, we know it's not a totally normal conversation because we have these conversations with coaching you, clients. You and I have them. Yes, we but do. If, if, let's just say there's people that are listening to this and they go, well, my life is by default. Okay. So we know that in order to get out of that narrative, we have to stretch people into a different conversation. And that's really what I'm trying to do here today. So that's the shift. That is part of the shift. So... Here's a conversation that you may, you know, what we're what we're talking about right now is bringing your future self into the present. So in other words, when you're making a decision about how you're going to be, you know, maybe even what you're going to do, the career you're going to, you know, you're going to take on, you may drag your future self. Let's say you're 30, you look ahead. What would your 50-year-old self be telling you today? What it does is it shifts your way of thinking and you have to pause. You have to get out of the emotionality of it and you're- Or the reactivity. Or reactivity, right? And you're dragging the wisdom of the future into today and giving yourself guidance. What guidance would your 50-year-old self give your, you know, give you? Now, I'm not suggesting for a minute that that is easy, but it's always about the quality of the questions you ask yourself. There was a, I don't know if it's a quote, but it was a thought process of Viktor Frankl, who said, what you can do is imagine that you've already lived this moment and it's over. And the results are a reflection that you acted as poorly as you're about to act. Oh, zing. Right? So it's interesting. So when we lose our temper, when we lose control for that moment, you know, do we have the training? Do we, and and this is training because it really is, you know, you're, if you're, if you've lost control, you've lost control, you know, you're not in that moment of thinking. So this is about training and about shifting the way you look at who you are, how you're being. It, back in the Courage to be a Champion podcast that we did last week, we talked about the 15 C's, you know, and, and, and part of those 15 C's was charisma and character. Those are all defined. You don't look at those and go, well, that's just who I am. You look at those and go, who do I want to be? Yeah, how, how do I develop that? How do I want to show up? How do I want people to see me? So, if you look at something that you've recently done that you're not proud of, maybe you're pissed off at yourself for even doing it or saying it or being the way you were. So when you have to then stop and say, you know, what would you do and how do you think your future self would have would see it? In other words, if you step into your future self, your 50-year-old self and frame it, and what would your future self say to you if it was here Ooh, not from just an advice standpoint, but from wisdom. Like, here's the result of those actions. There's 
a couple of different results. You either like the result or you don't like the result. Mm -hmm. But when you're 30 or 25 and you're in the motion, in the emotion of things and you're, or, or you're reactive, is that the training of the future self is also about surrounding yourself with people that have the same values, maybe a mentor, somebody that's going to be able to be honest with you that says, okay, maybe you can react differently. So it's not just about understanding your future self and making something up, but do you have the support around you of like-minded people that say, okay, what if this is your future self? Mm -hmm. And if you have a context for living or a, a framework around who you're being, then you can anchor to that. Mm -hmm. And that's what's really powerful about this work. And I, why I'm excited about Shift is that we've really, I know we, we probably, we have a, a strong um, network of, of people who have done shift before. However, I think because we've evolved, we've changed, is that even this exercise around context for living is going to evolve for people. So the framework of who you're being and who you choose to be, who you choose to be, that's what's so powerful about this exercise. So the exercise is really about well, it's about a lot of things, but it's first and foremost, actually taking the time to consciously consider. And one of the challenges that you face, let's say, as a 25-year-old or a 30-year-old is, you know, we're blessed to know some pretty wise 25 and 30-year-olds. Like, they're far wiser than their Why are we years. assuming that we've got 25-year-olds listening to this podcast? Because we do. We do. Because <laughs> we do. Because we're cool? Of course we do. We're cool. <laughs> yeah, the point is this, is that whatever level you're at, what happens is, is we start to consider. Now, the reason I say this is that somebody who's 40 can look back and consider who they were at 30. You know, when you're 25, you're looking back and saying, what, who was I at 20, maybe, or 15? Of course, we do. But here's, you know, a fundamental is that when we, and I, and I think it's kind of foundational to the work in this context, which is when you're defining a context for your life, you want to see and decide who you want to be. And then you start to step into that. You start to take those things on. If you were short-tempered or if you weren't empathetic, if you, you know, by nature didn't have a lot of compassion, it's like, just get shit done, you know, quit making excuses, or you're an excuse maker, as in, you know, the whole world is against you. And so we start to define and get really clear on those kinds of attributes that we have. First off, we have to decide that we're going to look at that. Well, what's interesting about you saying this, Hun, is that I don't think people expect when they show up and shift that they're going to be called out on this kind of stuff in a loving, gentle way is that that our life is a reflection of, of where we've come from. Mm -hmm. And if you're in an environment where you want to shift your, not just your, your thinking, but actually shift to the point where you're going to get different results then, you know, we're a space for that. And I think some people, and you can, you know, disagree, but it's not always an easy process. Of course, it's not an easy process. I mean, it, it, I know I'm, I'm not implying that it's easy, but I'll tell you, it's a lot harder if you don't have any tools. It's a lot harder to go through life wishing you could have been or could have done or should have done when instead you say, no, I made a conscious choice to do that. I'm being conscious. I'm not a victim to any of it. And so I think that's for me is the important part of all of this. You know, we've often in our, even on this podcast and in our work, we've often talked about being present. And the reality of it is, is that we, you know, in, in that simple term, be present to what's happening right now, what we have a tendency to do is block out the past and even block out the future. And in reality, we have to be present 
today, right now, to actually create the future. So in other words, being present is always about the future and the future that we're trying to create. So when we talk about bringing the future into the present, it really is about you know, bringing the future here today so that you can, so that you can consciously provide yourself guidance and consciously make decisions about how you want to be, how you want to show up, uh, what it is that you're trying to achieve. And what you stand for. And what you stand for. Those are, those are even values-based conversations. So if we haven't lost everybody. (laughs) Are you still here? (laughs) Test, test. So, you know, there's a, there's a fundamental, you know, we, there's there's something that you know when we give some more depth to this is that it's easy for us to look at who we were 5 years ago i say easy we can reflect on who we were 5 years ago it's far more difficult to look into the future and say who are we going to be in 5 years but we can do that if we have an intention around that there is a term uh, danielle gilbert who's an author you know, it has said that, you know, it's easy to remember who we were five years ago, you know, you know, the music we liked or the money we were making or the career we had or the relationships we had. We can all look back on that, but they have what is called a end of history illusion, which is that we tend to think our future self will be like our current self and we don't actually stop long enough. So just I'll say that again. We have a tendency to think our future self will be just like our current self. Yet, if we look back five years, we go, we're not who we were five years ago. Or think back 10 years ago or 15 years ago. There's an exercise that we do, I think, in shift and we go, okay, so if, if 15 years ago, 20 years ago, if you looked at where you are today, could you have even imagined where you are? Mm-hmm. How successful or your life or, I mean... There's no way to predict it unless you're consciously creating it. So that exercise that we do in shift is so powerful. And so when we look at also is understanding that, you know, when we start to understand is how we see the future is also part of what defines who we're being today. So in other words, if you're very optimistic, you know, JG was the guest on the show while you were in France and he's, you know, I often tease him about the rose colored glasses. And I, and I do that tongue in cheek because, you know, he just looks at life and only looks at the possibilities possibilities yeah. and you know so the world could be melting down and he's always saying yeah but look at the possibility look at the possibility look at the opportunity so he only sees it through that lens and that really defines jg it's one of his gifts now the other side of it but that's not it and i say it's one of his gifts i don't want to minimize the work that jg does and has ha- done and oh has done to have that view of the world now if you have a very fatalistic view of the world and especially you know we talk i mean what created this podcast what was going on in the world today around pandemics and global meltdowns and all the rest of it was what we're seeing in the world and and we can talk about it i want to talk a little bit about that i get ahead of myself the point is this if we have an optimistic view of the world in the future or a fatalistic view, it actually is going to define the decisions that we make and how we show up and what we take on or not take on, what we you know, look to do or what we avoid doing. And the conversations we have with people. And we're going to attract, if we have a fatalistic view, we're, chances are we're going to attract other victims. So we can take this on when we do the work in, you know, when we create the context for living and shift was part of the champion's journey. It really is, you know, a, an ongoing conversation about defining yourself. It's a, it's a written 
dynamic because it's always changing document. But that's not the conversation today. The conversation today is even entering the is even entering the thought process, having the thought process that you can start to make choices. Now, it doesn't have to be this, you know, future self a year from now. It's can you bring yourself into the moment? Can you bring your future self forward and say, okay, how am I going to show up today? What would my 50-year-old self be telling me today or my 60 or whatever age you are? Go out 10 years, go out five years, go out 20 years. And what would your future, what would the wisdom of your future self be telling you about how you're going to show up today? How are you going to show up for the week, the month? Then you can start to extend it. The point is, is having a conscious view of the world. Uh, I just had a, I think a brainwave. How many times, and maybe this isn't you, but how many times have you heard somebody say, I'll just be happy when? So I'm just going to get through this and then. So instead of really embracing and seeing my future self, and if I make a different choice, then I could actually maybe limit decisions that I'm making. I can make a, a different choice. But the downside of the I'll just be happy when conversation, or I just need to get through this and then... I'll be happy or then I can rest. That is the moment that you've lost. That's the moment you've stepped over instead of I need to take control and responsibility of what's going on right now. So that my future self, when I look back on this goal, I made the choice, I made the commitment to do something difficult or to not step over something so that I can have a path going to my future self. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The thing about this body of work is really starting to consider that you're going to change. We all change. We change because of what's happening on a, you know, in our world. Okay. And that could be careers, the people we meet, the journey we go on, the projects we take, you know, the challenges we put in front of ourselves. So we're going to change. We're going to change because we mature. We look at the world through a different set of filters, which is a, and a it actually you know is a phenomenal conversation. Which is we only see the world through the filters that we have today, and we have to look and say, how do we shift and change those filters? Why do we want to do that? Well, if we want to be our greatest self, if we want to live our best life, we have to shift filters. We have to look at our belief systems. We've had many many conversations around that. Here's the thing about it. The point is this, is we are going to change one way or the other. So let's do it intentionally. Let's do it mindfully. Let's do it consciously. That's really... With purpose. With purpose. And on purpose. And on purpose. Understanding ourselves. That really is, you know, the journey of shift, for example, is really, uh, you know, transformational thinking. It's how you, it is a journey of self-discovery. And that's this segment of that, this part of the conversation, I think is so fascinating. Do we take the time to understand that we set the trajectory for our future, not somebody else, not circumstances? We create our circumstances. We create opportunities. We Even ha- now, under the most difficult and sometimes devastating or tyrannical situations, we're still responsible for our lives. And that's what's so powerful about moving this conversation about our context. Because you know what it does is it gives us some place to link back to. If we question or if we're being challenged or we're being judged or criticized or misunderstood, if we just gently go back and say, I just need to connect to who I am. Who I am. So we often have talked about journaling and the power of journaling. You know, one of the things that you can do as a tool to use is a 
is to sit down and, well, we can call it write a letter to your, you know, have your future self write a letter to your today self, right? And it's a tool. It's a way for you to understand that your future self would probably not berate you, would would not say you're not rich enough, you're not tall enough, you're, you know, you're not thin enough, you're not good looking enough. Your future self would have a lot of empathy for you. And, and a lot of attaboys and a lot of attagirls. Like and go, holy cow, yeah. look what you've done. Yeah. And, you know, you've got this. You can take it to the next level. You could live your dreams. Oh, have you stopped long enough to dream? Or to acknowledge and be grateful. Right. And so we look at the situations that we're in today and our view of the world. And we ask ourselves, you know, am I living the life that lights me up? Uh, do I have joy? Do I have happiness? Do I, am I, do I have this level of self-satisfaction? And what do I want to achieve in the future? And who do I have to become to achieve that? And it's all, you know, something I can say this now at, you know, because I'm so well north of 60, <laughs> is that, you know, no regrets but, you know, I have learned some things and that what used to drive me before, and I, and I guess I, if I probably would have had somebody my age tell me this, I probably wouldn't listen to him anyways when I was 40. But my point is this, is that in reflection, you start to realize that we can't, we need to be driven primarily by what brings us joy, fulfillment, contribution, and out of that comes money. If you're being driven by money, it will ultimately leave you feeling very alone, isolated, empty. empty, unfulfilled, right? And so, you know, this is the advice of maybe your future self. So I look at my future self, you know, at 60, <laughs> and when I'm 70, <laughs> you know, what, what, what's, what's my future self telling me? And my future self today is telling me to have more confidence be out there more, share your wisdom, share the hard lessons I've learned in all aspects of life. And, you know, a lot in business, a lot in uh, relationship. And, you know, this is part of, this is one of the reasons that, you know, really inspired me to do the Everyday Millionaire podcast, inspired us to do Mindset Matters. I mean, we haven't got it all figured out at all. And we've really, you know, learned a lot along our journey and why not share it? And hopefully we have some people that want to listen to it. So when I look at my future self and give myself advice, quite frankly, I like the path I'm on. Yeah. And you know, what's really great is that, you know, when I came home from France or at the end of the Olympic games in Beijing and realizing what's happening in the world and the effect that, you know, the decisions that globalists and governments are making right now are really affecting people. And if they don't, if we as human beings, as individuals, don't have something to anchor to, a context, something that we believe in, something that we can strive for, then it is going to be really challenging. And it's going to be difficult. And it's it's almost like you look to the future self and future state and go, it's blank. But you know what, if, if for me, if I stay true to, and consistent to this work, and I keep attracting and surrounding myself with like-minded people, then the clients, the shift clients or people that are joining us on Mindset Matters every, you know, once a month, we can have these conversations and feel not just, at least we're not crazy, but competent and satisfied. And you know what, we have a place to check in and go, you know what, this is really, really good. Just because there's stuff melting down around us doesn't mean that our lives don't matter 
and that they're not amazing. So I think this work and what it's given me in coming home from France and going through what I had to go through to travel and, you know, just seeing the journey of the champions that I've had a, the privilege to work with and for, and then coming home to you and the, and the dogs and our community and, and, and our people is that staying true to our values and, and truly connecting to not just our future self, but the messages that we want to learn today so that we can achieve what we're saying that we want in a future is, is possible. And that's what I love about this work. It's what I love about coming home to you and, and making sure that we have that conversation going forward with our, with our clients. So today we look at who we're being and we're going to tap into our future self and ask ourselves the question, what would our future self be telling us? And it actually inspired me on a couple of different, you know, levels. You know, one of the things that physically I've been challenged initially with an injury that's really been dragging out. And I don't know why it never occurred to me. Anyways, the point is this, my future self actually said to me, because I literally looked at into the future and said, if I'm like this today, what the hell is it going to be like in five years from now, in three years from now, in 10 years from now? And I'm way too active to want to be dealing with these physical issues, There's some injuries that I had. And so that was actually a conversation I had with myself that then drove me to do some work, in this case, with some chiropractic and you know some different types of training. And it was my future self saying, you have to do this today in order for you to not be a mess in 10 years from now or in five years from now. And so I do some of this work just by training. And it was a case today of how do we present this to our listeners in a way that they can ask themselves that question, you know, and give themselves advice from a future self and not look back. Well, you can look back, like I say, you, it's easy to see who you were. It's far more challenging to define who you're going to be in five years, but we do it consciously and we do it intentionally. And I mean, you do that with your athletes on a regular basis. And listen to your self-talk, because when you say, when I look at myself in the future and I go, hey, self, self, you know, what, how, what's your tone of voice? What are you saying? Are you criticizing? Are you, are you being judgmental? And when I do the future self-work and I look back and I go, hey, girlfriend, Good job. Good job here, 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 and here. And you know what? I'm grateful for this and this. And going forward, being realistic as, you know, the time, you know, the clock ticks on, you know, we go one more rev around the sun. We're getting older and cuter and all that kind of stuff. And to be less judgmental. But in order to be less judgmental, we also have to say, how do I need to be today? And when you look at the pictures, and here, here's what I'd like you to do, you know, if you're listening to this still, is go back and look at a picture of you when you were 18, and go back and look at when you were 25, and when you were 30, and maybe 35, and realize how beautiful you were, how, what in great shape possibly you were, and how critical you were of yourself back then. Well, there's that. There's that, yeah, because it's a famous quote, right? It, it, you could put anything in there. You know, I wish I was in bad shape today as I was when I thought I was in bad shape I ten know, years right? ago. Yes, yeah, fat. Thin or I, fat. I, I wish fat. I was as fat today as I I thought, thought I, was I was when I was when I thought I was fat ten years ago. So you know that is you know always it's an interesting. Uh, but it's true. But it brings you back to the center of you know what this is as 
gorgeous and as young. And, and you know what? It's a privilege to be here and to be alive and to be consciously creating my life and to have our life and, and to have the, the, the dogs and the property and the, and the businesses that we have as much as shit's happening. None of this is easy, but you know what? There's nobody I'd rather be doing it with than you. Well, thanks. I, I, I guess I'm going to end on that note. My future self says, shut it down, PF. You've done okay today. So folks, uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode and got some value out of it. Drag your future self into the present and ask yourself the question, how am I being today? How would my future self guide me and use its wisdom to suggest that I make some changes? And uh, if you're interested in digging deeper into these kind of conversations, then definitely join us for our shift coaching program, which we kick off in May, ishiftthinking.ca or the everydaymillionaire.com. Or is it .ca? I never remember. It's one of those two. Anyways, join us if you want to uh, dig deeper into it. Uh, we do a group coaching and some one-on-one coaching in that particular program. Love to have you. And uh, Stephanie, thanks. Thanks, Anne. That was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others. Share with your friends as it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener. If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.